Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reviews from the 58th Dimension. I am your host, renowned art critic and interdimensional warlord, Zigon Marapawap. Normally, there would be an ad here, but I'm not running any sponsorships on today's episode, because this is a very special tribute to one of the greatest guitarists of all time, who died last week of a terrible illness. His name was Edward Van Halen, and he revolutionized the way guitar is played. I remember the first time that I heard Eddie Van Halen's playing. I was a very young warlord. I had just conquered the clanoid system. I discovered this new movie called Back to the Future that I hadn't heard before. When I was watching it for the first time, There was a scene where Marty McFly pretends to be an alien who's to scare his father into asking his mother to the school dance. So what he does is he puts on a helmet and goggles to make himself look like Darth Vader. And then he puts a headset on his father to wake him up with this alien music that no one in the 50s has heard before. And he puts in a Van Halen cassette. And the guitar sounds you hear are some of the strangest that I had ever heard at the time. It wasn't like traditional playing. It wasn't a melody. But he was getting so many cool sounds out of this guitar. And even though some might consider it just noise or scratching or electric static... The weird thing about it to me was that despite being so weird and harsh, it was also very musical. Like, I could tell that he wasn't just messing around with his electric guitar and getting random feedback. I could tell that it was part of a song. And that really sums up Eddie Van Halen's playing, in my opinion. He did get a lot of very strange sounds out of his guitar. Sounds that no one could explain for years. He was almost like Jimi Hendrix in that regard. Some say that Jimi Hendrix is the greatest guitarist of all time. In fact, even I am in that camp. And some say Eddie Van Halen was the greatest guitarist of all time. And even though I have my own opinion on this matter, I've realized over the years that... As I've listened to more and more of both of their playing, that we can't really definitively say. It's kind of like the debate over what's the greatest rock song of all time, Stairway to Heaven or Bohemian Rhapsody. A great case could be made for either of them. And they're both amazing songs. But we... Although we can't really say definitively which of the two is the absolute best rock song of all time, I do know that it's one of the two. And that's the same way it is with Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen. The greatest guitarists of all time, if we were to rank them, Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen, pretty much neck and neck, and then everyone else. They were in a league of their own. And that's a very impressive feat.
But before I talk any more about his music, I want to talk about the man himself. Now, I was thinking of titling this segment, Who Was Eddie Van Halen? But I can't really say who he was, because I never met him, and I don't know all of his innermost qualities. I don't know his character. But I do have a pretty good idea of what made him. Eddie Van Halen was born in Amsterdam in 1955 to a fairly poor family, really. His father was also a musician. And the family moved from Amsterdam to the United States in the early 60s. Now, Eddie and Alex Van Halen are both pretty legendary in their own right, even though this episode is predominantly about Eddie Van Halen. And they were both signed up for piano lessons very early in their childhood. I believe Eddie started taking lessons when he was six. And he never learned how to read music very well. So when he was playing piano, he would just improvise. So very early on, he was developing his own musical voice and his own sense of how music should be. And of course, being in America in the early 60s, he was exposed to rock and roll. And he much preferred rock and roll over classical. So that's when he started playing. He and his brother Alex started a band together, where, oddly enough, Alex Van Halen was playing the guitar, and Eddie was playing the drums. And there are conflicting accounts about when or why they switched places, but through some circumstance, Eddie ended up playing guitar instead, while Alex took up the drums. And then, Eddie worked for years to become one of the greatest of all time. He would practice locked in his room for hours, just playing guitar alone, mastering his craft. He would walk around the house with his guitar strap on his back, just playing as he walked around. He was almost like Jimi Hendrix in that sense, because Jimi had a similar obsession with playing. And although Jimi said that he jammed much more than he practiced, and he made a lot of mistakes because of that, Jimi was pretty much always with his guitar. And I think that's what makes a master. Just that single-minded obsession. We like to say that obsession is a bad thing and that it's not very healthy. And while that's probably true, that obsession is what leads to such mind-bending greatness. Like, he didn't just magically become one of the greatest guitarists of all time. He put so much work and effort into it that the rest of us can't even imagine how someone could do that in a healthy way. 
And that work paid off. Because he and his brother kept playing together throughout their childhood and into their adulthood. They formed a band together in Pasadena with a bassist and eventually vocalist David Lee Roth. And they named the band Van Halen. Not even at the behest of the brothers. It was actually David Lee Roth's suggestion because he realized how powerful the name Van Halen was. And that band revolutionized music together. The way I would describe Eddie Van Halen's style is that he took that glossy, incredibly well-produced, polished arena rock sound from the 80s and did it in the 70s. And what's amazing about it is that he wasn't just out to completely radicalize music in the way that he did. He wasn't out to start this revolution that Van Halen ended up being, as far as I know. He was mainly trying to chase the sound of the blues masters of the 60s and 70s. There's this... Some people will say that they weren't influenced by anyone and that they just wanted to be themselves and they wanted their own greatness to be held above any of the people that influence their peers. But no, Eddie Van Halen wasn't that arrogant. His main influence was Eric Clapton. And Eric Clapton is another fantastic blues player. But Eddie ended up getting such a radically new sound as he was trying to chase that tone. And people, for the life of them, couldn't figure out how he dialed it in. To the point that he would turn his back when he played during concerts so that people couldn't see what he was doing. His musical secrets were some of the greatest of all time, and they've only come out recently. Like, on his Van Halen 1 record, there is the famous song, Eruption. And it features some of the fastest playing that anyone had ever heard at the time because of his two-handed tapping technique where he would make a string ring out just by tapping on it. And because his amp was cranked up so high and he could get so much sound and volume out of it, he didn't even have to press very hard or very long to get an amazing note out of his instrument. And that allowed for incredible speed and precision. I remember when I first heard Eruption. It has a pretty standard opening with just some very fast but not mind-blowing shredding with some drums, some very cool low end on the guitar. It almost sounds like it's growling at certain points. And then he just keeps picking up the pace and playing more and more until you get to that iconic hook 
that, by my surprise, was pretty deep into the runtime of the song. Like, I assumed it would be the first part of the song, but no. It, you have to listen for a while to actually get to that part. And even though I knew it was a guitar, the tone was just so out of this world. And the playing was so fast and precise that it sounded more like a synth than a guitar. And that's... He, he made the guitar sound so unfamiliar. Even 40 years or so after that song was released. That's how ahead of his time he was with his tone. And that's why he turned his back in concert so that people couldn't see how he was playing that fast. So that he wouldn't lose that secret of the tapping too early on. And another thing, the thing that housed the most musical secrets by far is the Frankenstrat. Originally, it was just a normally painted Strat body that he put a Gibson humbucker pickup in the bridge of. Not, yeah, the bridge. Because he wanted to combine the sounds of a Fender and a Gibson. So he took a Stratocaster body, which is one of the best guitar bodies ever. And then he put a Gibson pickup in it where a Fender Stratocaster would normally have a single coil pickup. Now, single coils have this 60-cycle hum to them, where when you turn them on, they just, even when you're not playing anything, they just hum constantly because of the electricity and how it's wound. A humbucker, as the name suggests, doesn't have that problem because it's double-wound with like two pickups. And so because of that, you can drive a humbucker a lot harder and get a lot more distortion out of it while still keeping it very clean. And that's exactly what he did. And he just got such an insane sound out of it that when he realized that people might be catching on, he repainted the Frankenstrat so that it would be harder to see what was on the front of it. And my favorite Eddie Van Halen move of all time, he put a single coil pickup in the neck that didn't do anything. So he was getting this incredible sound out of just one pickup when most guitars have two or even three. And that, and that was normal for Eddie Van Halen. He custom-made a lot of his gear to get exactly the sound he wanted. And it led to some of the most insane guitar tones of all time. But now that I've talked about the spirit of Eddie Van Halen and that spirit of innovation, I also want to talk about his qualities as a songwriter. Now, I've already talked about Eruption, so I'm not going to give that song 
a second review. I think I made my thoughts on that perfectly clear and just how incredible the playing on that song is. So instead, I'll be talking about a few other songs of Van Halen's. Not as in-depth as my reviews normally are, because there are so many that I want to cover. But I will be going into what I think makes each song so amazing. And the first one I'll be talking about is Running With The Devil. It just has such a cool riff, even though it's a very simple riff. And I think it's one of the songs that really shows off how good Eddie Van Halen's rhythm playing was. Because everyone likes to talk about his lead playing and how fast his solos were and how good they were. But people tend to overlook his rhythm playing. And a lot of people have also been saying that in their tributes to Eddie Van Halen so far. So I'm not going to act like that's a profound statement. But Running With The Devil is one of those shows where the lead playing doesn't overshadow the rhythm playing very much, so you can really hear how good it is. And Running With The Devil is based on a very simple rhythm, but it is very in that rhythm. It's very in the groove. And the rhythm is very consistent throughout. And Eddie Van Halen plays in that rhythm very well. He locks in with the bass and drums just perfectly. And he doesn't just play chords straight. He gives them some variety, and he does different strumming patterns with them. Of course, in the verse, it's a bit more standard the way he's playing the chords. And then in the chorus, he goes into that main riff, which is just such a well-written riff. I can't say enough how good it sounds, even though it's such a short and simple riff. And another song where you can hear his rhythm playing very well is a lesser-known song that I don't really hear many Van Halen fans talking about called Jamie's Crying. And it's also an example, a good example of a song where he combines lead and rhythm playing very well. It's probably the song where you can hear his rhythm playing the best as far as I've, what I've come across. It's another one of those songs where he's giving the chords some variety, playing in a certain pattern that makes it sound more interesting. Another very rhythmic song, even though it's one of their slower ones. But he plays it very well. And he has this riff in the chorus that just perfectly complements the hook. So basically, you get the vocal part of the chorus, and then immediately after you get that riff. It's only a two-note riff, but again, very simple. And I think there's only like a whole step between the notes, but because it's also only two notes. But it's a riff that complements the hook very well. And that's the thing about Van Halen's playing. It's not just blow your mind shredding, although it does absolutely blow your mind. It's also very melodic, and it serves the song very well. 
and I'll get more into that later. But yeah, Running With The Devil and Jamie's Crying are really good showcases of his rhythm playing talent. And Jamie's Crying shows you a little bit of how well he combined rhythm and lead playing, which of course is a very important skill for any guitarist in a band with only one guitarist. And another song that people talk about a lot is Unchained. I don't have a ton to say about this one. It's just more really good guitar work from Eddie. Lots, it's full of these really cool riffs that are just strewn throughout. There's his solo in the middle of the song, but he also plays these little lead parts in a bunch of different places in the song that are even shorter than the solo. And it's just a great way to add variety. And of course, I watched the live version, so I don't know if this is true on the album version, but the version I found, he ended it with one of those great, really fast sections, kind of like Eruption, where he just absolutely took the song and ran a marathon with it. To make it sound even more epic at the very end. I think that end solo was even more impressive than the solo in the middle of the song, in fact. However, the main two songs I want to talk about. The first one is Spanish Fly. This is one of the first Van Halen songs I ever heard. Because... It was the main thing that distinguished Eddie Van Halen from every other rock guitarist for me besides his tapping. Just the fact that he had a classical piece under his belt that he wrote and put on one of his studio albums. So that was kind of interesting to me. And then I listened to it, and it wasn't just some pretentious oh, look, I have an acoustic guitar, so it's automatically good. It wasn't one of those songs. It actually was legitimately good. It would have been good if he played it on an, elect- on an electric guitar. It would have been good if he played it on a ukulele. It was just very well written. And I don't give ukuleles that much credit very often. But... It's opened with this very interesting melody. Maybe not super interesting, but it was a cool melody. It was a bit slower, more soulful. It definitely had some emotion to it. And then he just started speeding up. He played very fast, like he normally does. And I was kind of impressed that he managed to do his his two-hand tapping style on an acoustic guitar. I thought it was only possible with electrical guitars. But no, he was just that good at tapping that he could do it on an acoustic. And of course, I later found out that two-handed tapping was actually pioneered by flamenco guitarists, so of course he could do it on an acoustic guitar for a classical piece. But it was still very impressive, and... The main thing I like about Spanish Fly isn't just the tapping, 
but also the way he uses harmonics to make the guitar sound even richer. It's just a very well done song. And honestly, harmonics are one of those things that guitarists don't usually think about, but Eddie Van Halen used them to elevate that piece at least three times higher than it would have been if he just played it normally. And the last song I want to talk about, the song that I consider his magnum opus, Hot for Teacher. Now, the main thing that gets me about this song is the pace. It is such a fast song. And it moves at that rhythm very consistently. There's not some part where it slows down and gets soulful. It just moves a mile a minute for the entire runtime. And it never lets up. And the fact that anyone could play that live as part of a set, no less. Like, and not be completely exhausted just astounds me. And of course, Van Halen were very well known for their live shows. And Eddie was known for his antics on stage. And he did do a lot of crazy stuff, but I'm not going to get into that. It's just such a fast song. And the opening riff is one of the most iconic things I have ever heard. It's definitely one of the most iconic guitar riffs in rock history, in my opinion. It's more of his very fast shredding, but it's on the deeper strings and further down the neck, which is an area where we don't hear him playing very often. So it's deeper than normal, but he's not doing that growling or engine revving thing like he normally does when he's on those strings. He's just playing it normally, and it sounds really cool. Very deep and bassy. A little bit intimidating, in fact. And it just has this relentless pace. And after he plays that first riff, he goes into a second riff that's kind of slower and has a lot more, I guess, motion to it. Because... The first part of the riff, he's mainly just playing chord arpeggios very fast. The second part is a bit more melodic. And then we go into the third part, which is the main riff of the song. And it is such a good riff. It's very much a blues riff. The blues influence on his playing is probably more visible on this song than it is on most of his other work. And it just sounds so cool. Like, the main riff is also very melodic. I think it's played on multiple strings at once. So, it has that harmony and those harmonics in there. And it's a very easy riff to listen to for an entire four and a half minute song. Because it's just that good. Kind of like how I talked about in my Money for Nothing review... If you're going to have a one-riff song, it needs to be a really good riff. This is even better than the riff for Money for Nothing. By a lot. And the main reason I consider this as magnum opus isn't just all the guitar work in the intro. 
or how good his playing is as the riff essentially becomes a rhythm part and how well he keeps the rhythm of the song going at that relentless breakneck pace. No, the main reason I consider this his magnum opus is because it's the longest guitar solo of his, aside from Eruption or Spanish Fly, that I've ever heard. And it's the most impressive. Like, on his more standard songs, and just for full disclosure, the songs I'm sampling for this are the ones I've mentioned earlier, Jamie's Crying, Running With The Devil and Unchained. On those songs, the guitar solos are about 10 seconds long. The guitar solo on Hot For Teacher is 33 seconds. Now, that might not seem like a lot of time, and it's not, because there are guitar solos now that go on for full minutes. But in that 33 seconds, he does so much. He does does the faster playing with the the two-handed tapping. He does slower playing, because... If you just went at that same pace for 33 minutes, as impressive as it would be, it wouldn't be very interesting to listen to if you're just playing 16th notes for 33 seconds. So he also plays slower notes to mix it up because he knows that you can't just shred really fast the whole time as fast as you can. You also have to make it musical. And that brings up another point I'd like to mention. With people who don't like shredding, you typically hear them say, oh, it's a way to just show how good your guitar playing is and impress just impressing people as opposed to evoking emotion or playing good melodies. And that is not true of Van Halen's shredding at all. Eddie Van Halen's shredding... Even when he's going as fast as he is on the tapping section of Eruption, is overflowing with melody, and it is incredibly musical. It may be hard to keep track of that melody because of how fast it's going, but it is very much there. And you can just sense how much effort he put into not just tapping away at the strings, but writing really good melodies for these songs. And that's why these Van Halen songs are classics. Not for teacher most of all, probably. Now, another thing I want to mention about Eddie Van Halen. I've talked about how innovative he was on guitar. Even though he didn't invent any of these, the things he did outright... He just adapted them and really innovated. And the steps that he took with these pre-existing techniques changed guitar forever. And then he used these techniques and this amazing sound to write some of the best rock songs of all time. Yes, other people changed the guitar before him. And other people will change the guitar in the future. But Eddie Van Halen's influence cannot be overstated. He pretty much ushered in the type of mind-blowing 80s arena rock. He was, they were one of the founding members 
of glam rock. And they were some of the first people to do rock music with shredding in it. Real shredding, not just solos. And that may seem vapid, but it speaks to a level of skill that just wasn't present up to that point. At least not in any living guitarists. And he inspired so many people to try and achieve that level of skill themselves. And if that doesn't tell you how innovative and influential he was, throughout his life, he was issued three separate patents for various inventions he made. So, not just musically innovating, but innovating wherever he can. That was the spirit of Eddie Van Halen. And although he is gone, that spirit will continue as music continues to evolve. That's all I have for you this week. Listen to those songs I mentioned in full because they are amazing. If you're listening on Anchor or Overcast, make sure to hit the star button down below so that I don't blow up your home star and render it a cold, lifeless wasteland with no guitars. If you're listening on any other platform, do whatever like or ratings things you can, or favorites or whatever. If you're listening on a platform that doesn't have likes or favorites or anything, just share this episode. Not to promote my show. This episode is just to promote the memory of a guitar legend. And I'll see you next time when I actually talk about Halloween music again.